Performance On Demand Podcast. It's... Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength. Everything you need and want to know in one place. What? I can't hear it. Oh, <laughs> welcome back to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when to speak. I don't know when to shut up, much like the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Former Thunder Man Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Willard, along with uh, um, uh, Jeremy Brown. <laughs> so, like the rest of my life, I'm sitting here listening. I can barely hear this noise in the background of our intro. And at most points of my life, I don't know when to speak or shut up. So, if I don't know when to speak or shut up, I speak by default, which is a bad trait to have. And uh, so, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Shit, don't don't do it this time. Just just keep quiet, right, Craig? Show us your cup real quick, Craig, for those uh, watch those watchers we have. Oh boy, this one. That's exactly <laughs> the cup says a giant cup of shut the fuck up, and uh, that's exactly what I was thinking as he's going through this intro because I used to talk over the intro all the time. You know, I so. like this cup because it's some you know that internal conversation you have with yourself. Sometimes you just need to tell it to um, stop, and so it's yep. a good reminder when you're drinking your. Your your uh, morning Joe, to, Java. Yeah, your morning Joe to literally um, stop stop with the the harassment the harassment of your the harassment. Morning. Well, good morning, dude. Good it's, morning. Uh, it's early for us. We normally do our podcast in the evening, but we got some little little bonus time in here, and um, um, I'm excited. It's been a week now, just over a week since we chatted last. Got some good feedback. Got some good uh, thought process, and it's funny. I think. In this past week, we've had more recommendations for podcast ideas than we did in the entire other 57 episodes. I know. I know. No doubt. <laughs> so people don't know what they have until it's gone, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. We just uh, yeah. uh, we took if I could only, If I could only – We took uh, that sucker away, and uh, now they're a little angry. They want it back. So, so what are we going to talk about today? Um, what just happened? Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is so for those you people remember, don't even know there's only two people watching That's everyone else is not. just Craig staring down at the desk <laughs> and prior to us starting this I froze and I just sat as still as I possibly can which for those that know me know is not very long and uh, I was hoping he would think that I had frozen but uh, he was a trooper he just rolled with it just trying to get me back but he wasn't even looking at the freaking screen so it's not fair so what are we talking about today uh, we are talking about engaging with your moment. And yep. Um, what does that mean? I'm so well, you know, I came to this idea. I, I brought this idea up the other day, and I, I called you. It may have been actually at Galveston 70.3 while I was there. Maybe it was a little bit after. I don't remember when it was. Because I sat there, and as I watched these athletes go by, I started on the run course. I started noticing – trends if you will and that's that's what coaches do we notice trends whether it's you know mental coaching whether it's endurance coaching you notice trends and you put pieces in place to kind of help guide those trends or or redirect someone in a different direction and what i noticed was 
uh, a guy named Tony. Tony's with bass. He was there with me, bass performance. And we actually started playing a game. We started playing a game, and we would have to guess when this athlete came by, was it was their look and demeanor nutrition-related, mental-related, or fitness-related, right? So there would be people coming by, and they looked like just freaking zombies, just not moving very quickly. And he and I quickly realized that most people that were having nutritional issues, or we assumed nutritional issues, that's what they were – their body was done. There were other people that came by that were – Grimacing a little bit, and it's kind of hard to tell nutrition and fitness. You know, if they didn't put in the training or they, they didn't pace themselves. But one thing was very, very, very clear. When people came by and they were walking, yet they were alert and looking around to us, we said that was a mental, uh, a mental opportunity for them. And by that, I mean they were trying to engage with where they were at, but they just could not get past that, that peak, if you will. Um, and I, I told Tony, I said, you know, we need to set up a camera and take pictures of everybody that comes by on the race course or video and watch and assess these people because there were so many times you saw people that were alert, but they were not engaged. And oftentimes, and I think I, I mentioned it to you, Craig, oftentimes that's what I feel happens in life. We're alert and we're kind of around and we're, we're in our, our setting, but we're not engaged. And, and you and I kind of went off on a little tangent and started talking about meditation and our thoughts on that and things like that. But that's kind of where I want to start this at today is the amount of people I saw that were alert but not actually acting in that moment and engaged. What are your thoughts on, on engagement and whether it's common life or sport? I think it's a really deep question. It's actually an interesting question and something I hadn't really processed to that, you know, that type of uh, – uh, how that was – how it was framed. So. There's um, hmm. That's a really good question. If we're talking about being engaged in that moment, meaning that we are present, so you know, it's the it's. Are you present? Being present, and what do I mean by that? So, I could be in a room full of a hundred people and being in la la land. So I'm present. But mentally, I am disengaged and I am thinking about something else. There's two pieces to that that are kind of interesting. One is there's a place where you can actually receive a high level of performance, actually extended performance, because you're in that state of whether you call it flow, in the zone. And that, too, is a bit of not it, it's being present, but it's not focusing on what you're doing it's almost like this world of freedom and um where either time speeds up or time slows down and there's another part of it where you know it psychologically i wonder if some of these individuals are having such horrible self-talk inside that they're just you know dragging yeah. themselves they're literally just zombieing almost through and this this race or you know whether it's a 5k or whether it's a full marathon or you know full triathlon whatever it may be that they're doing but you know i think it's an interesting question because i think that engaging you know at some levels uh engaging in what you are doing specifically can actually slow you down and here's and here's part of that so if we talk about, uh, and I, I think we talked about this some time ago when we were um, in the midst of, uh, in, in deep into our first, whatever, 57 podcast, 
if we talked about our habits, our mastery skills, whatever level of mastery skills that may be, you know, mastery skills are just where we're at. And so that is a subconscious part of, of us. So subconsciously, we create mastery skills by repetition. And, <coughs> excuse me, and when we take that habit and start to debate it, and we start questioning where our feet are. We start questioning, you know, if our hands are going into the water in the right place, is our elbow in the right position. When we do that, what happens is we have to take and go, instead of going from, say, our subconscious mind up into the motor cortex to create action, we have to then drive it up to the, to the prefrontal cortex or the CEO part of the brain, and then it has to start making decisions. And because of that, that new connection before it goes to the motor cortex, it delays us and makes us slower. So I would, I, I would venture to say that engagement in the sense of negative self-talk would cause, you know, some tears within your mind. You know, you're going to start debating everything. And then whether nutrition was an issue, it now becomes an issue. Whether, right. whether fitness was an issue, it now is becoming an issue. Whatever right. it is that you feel like you're not good at confidence level will literally shift your ability to engage in, let's call it your high performance mindset. Let's call it your, um, your peak performance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely does. And, and um, you know, in terms of racing, and there's so many implications with everything we talk about that are bigger picture like life, right? But within, within, within racing – I think to an extent on race day, you are kind of on autopilot for the most part. What are you dying on me over there? Apparently I am. Yeah. Currently. Ooh, sorry. Um, so um, on race day, you do kind of sort of go into autopilot because you've done everything like you're talking about habit and the mastery skills. You've done all that leading up to it. So race day, you shouldn't really be thinking about any of that stuff. Um, and, and to an extent, the body is on autopilot. It's the mind that roams free on race day and, and the race and the, and the week leading up to it. It's the mind that just goes out and it's like giving a kid a free for all in a candy store, right? Go take anything you want. And the mind just goes freaking crazy. Right. Well, if the mind is well-trained and strong enough, it's going to make right decisions, right? But if the mind has opportunity in it that, where it can make gains and, and isn't as strong as it should be, it's going to go straight for that that bag of, of Snickers in the candy store, right? And so that's where that negative comes in. That's where I think you start to get that. I, it's almost like a deer in the headlights look for a few of the people that were out there. Part of it, I think part of it is, oh, shit, this is hard. I was right? going to say, oh, my God. It might yeah, be the first thing to say, is, oh, my God. Overwhelm. And, and that's, yeah. that is to be expected for people doing that type right. of, of right. grueling endurance event. That's a physically enduring event, but it's ridiculously mental. And they get that deer in the headlights look. But I kid you not, there were probably – there was one guy specifically. I still remember him vividly, and he's walking, but totally engaged. Man, he was making eye contact with every spectator he went past. He could have been in that place mentally of the negative self-talk you were talking about. Right, he was engaged. He was active. He was alert, and that tells me his nutrition is probably okay. If you're alert, when you don't get the nutrition, the brain is like, "Screw you, buddy. I am done." Process work stops. The 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 um, 
progressive movement through the race stops. You just kind of muddle through it, as yeah. if you will. And so uh, that one guy, I specifically remember him making eye contact with me. And then I watched his eyes dart off to look at a bird in a tree. And then he looked back at another spectator. And then he looked around the corner of the turn. And to me, he was engaged, but he wasn't engaged, right? He wasn't being present in the present. And that's something that you and I discussed the other day in terms of meditation and kind of, you know, it's not this frou-frou thing. It's like, just be, be where you are. And I think we actually <clears throat> podcast on that, you know, be as you are. And yeah. so it's, it's, um, how do we create that, that level of engagement all the time? Right. Right. Even, so if you look now with our current world situation, it's not getting any better. You go to a restaurant, you see husband and wife, and let's say kids sitting at a table. And Craig, I know you've seen this. Everybody has their phone in their face, right? They're not engaged where they're at. And that's what happens in, in the racing. You become disengaged. And when you become disengaged, like you said, you overprocess, you slow down. Right. So that being said, um, what, are, what are some tactics that we can help people put in place with this? Uh, well, we're going back to, you know, this is, this is modern marketing. Right. So we're looking for attention. This is what this is what drives the world of marketing is how can I obtain someone's attention so I can sell them something? And so this is just how the world is is working. We know that we can if we can get your, you know, as as you and I both follow Gary Vee, he says eyeballs. It's all about eyeballs, because if if I can get something that's that's shiny and, and and can grab your attention, I can potentially sell you something. And so it's learning to, and you mentioned it earlier, and I want to go back real quick just for a second, because when we were, when I was down for Ironman Texas, we had, and I won't mention their name, but we had an, an athlete that uh, was short on sodium. You know, we, we and they came crest. over, yeah, they came over the crest down by the water and you just, I mean, what you see is, and literally, you see eyeballs floating. They They have the inability to pick a target and focus on it. Correct. And so when you see these floating eyeballs, you start going, Hey, yeah, they're lost. Now they may be lost from fitness. They may be lost from, uh, the conversation they're having in their head. And they may be lost from, you know, just total, you know, whether it's food or, 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 yeah, food or fitness or just mental blocks, <laughs> but they're so lost and you can always find someone's level of concentration based upon the fact of where their eyes go. Now, when you're talking about, you know, being in the moment of, you know, a dinner table with your family, that's more of what I would consider to be a habit. And so we're, we're making a habit to attend. So here's the question, you know, so your phone rings, why do you answer it? What? Yep. And the question, and many people will say, well, cause the phone's ringing. And the true question is, is because you made a choice to answer it. Well, and, and to add to that, your phone lights up. Let's say the alerts are off. The phone lights up. What do you do? You instantly pick it up. Yep, you instantly Now we it. have our phones relaying messages to our wrists, which immediately tells us, hey, right. I want your attention. Right. Look you, here. Right. And you have a choice. And, and so that's, to me, that's the key piece in uh, decisions on where you attend or, or you send your attention. So if I look at my phone, like it just, it, it flashed. And so I, something popped up. And it grabbed my attention because it was black. You know, my phone's just dark. And all of a sudden, something pops up, and now I have an attention. Or I have something that's that's grabbing my attention. I look at it, but i got to pull back off and go, it's not important. You know, I've, right. I've looked at it, but I've made a decision. I'm not going to pay attention to that. If that's my, you know, say that's 
someone that never calls me and maybe there's something emergent or is a text and it says, hey, I need to talk to you right now. It's a different situation. But ultimately, being in that moment, engaging in your moment is really a lot of, uh, as long as it's not, obviously, if you have a nutrition issue, what do you think? I mean, that's going to that's gonna shut down a lot of things. Oh, I the mean, brain's done. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much, it's a tough day. But outside of that, outside of nutrition, even if your fitness is not where it needs to be, nothing says you can't walk. You know, nothing sure. says you can't pause on pedaling. Um, you know, I would refrain from saying completely stop swimming, but um, <laughs> but what I would say is you're making a conscious decision about what you're entertaining your mind with. And is it something that's in the moment? Are you appreciating? And I would say it's a master level of appreciation there we go. for you where we are. That's what makes the difference because what ends up happening, especially in that dinner table, is you have you know your wife sitting across from you to say, and, and you're not giving them the level of attention that's necessary. That's okay because eventually they will get tired of that and you know they will make a change for themselves. Correct. So to me, Correct. it's it's also about um, the value of, of what you're doing. I'm making a note of that. But, you know, you, you said something earlier, and that's, that's, that's training, and that's what people don't really think about. You know, just because you see a sports psych or a mental coach doesn't mean that you have issues. It means that you're human, and it means that you want an extreme level uh, of performance. And the truth be known is that you can train all you want to, and you can build all the capacity in the world, but when you get into the moment of an event, are you performing to that level? And you cannot perform to that level. You can't have peak performance and actually actualize your level of fitness that you generated from training without having the mental gain, um, you know, on point. It, it's, uh, absolutely. It's absolutely. just not optional. <clears throat> so from your standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, what – okay, so let's say we're having balance issues, right? There's ways to retrain that, right? Let's say we're having uh, other other – Fitness related issues, there's there's very clear steps. If you do A, B, and C, you will get D, E, and F. So when it comes to engagement, because this is something that even I struggle with uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis with staying where I'm at, right? I'm always trying to go two steps ahead or I'm thinking two steps back. And I have a really hard time staying where I'm at. And I'm that's a, a big goal of mine, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm working towards. And it's, you know, someone's in front of you, you give them your all, right? And then you move on to the next opportunity to give your all. What are things that we can do from a psychological standpoint, Craig, to increase our ability to engage, let's say, in sport for right now? Oh, are you done there? <laughs> I thought you were going to go further. Um, no, no. I, I was, well, I so it, it selects, it's selective attention, right? So it's, it's learning how to put the mind on a certain thing for a period of time. And so this goes back to kind of our focused conversation that we had in a prior podcast is you know, a lot of times I'll ask people a question of what is, you know, and I, and I now use five words. I go, what is thought? What is focus? What is self-talk? What is attention? What is concentration? And while they may have some varying different types of meanings and actually when uh, when you question people, you get varying meanings of all of them, but the reality of it is they are all the same because when you have a thought, you have to talk to yourself about the thought. 
you have to, when you have, when you talk to yourself about the thought, it is your focus and it is what you concentrate on and it is what's holding your attention. And so understanding that, then you go, okay, well, I get that. Now it kind of makes sense, but how do I do this? And part of it is, is whether it's, you know, whether you take a Starbucks cup. Uh-huh. And you I see your Starbucks cup and, and I raise your Starbucks there cup. There you go. And you look at it and you spend as much time as you can. In fact, you know, use a, uh, use your phone and put the timer on it and start the timer and start conversating with yourself about this cup. It's okay. white. It holds about 20 ounces of fluid. It's got a sticker on it. It says items, one of one, Vinti Pike place with Splenda, you know, time. It's it has green text on it. It's man, it's really good. Um, you know what? You know whatever it is. And so right. the the intention is to spend as much time as you can in your specific target or on your specific target. And gotcha. then when you feel like you go, mm, damn, that's a hungry pain. I'm kind of hungry. You just shifted away from the cup. So right. you stop the timer and you see how much time that was. And then you do it again. And then you try to break that time. You get competitive with Got yourself. Yes. And so yes. and so the intention is to learn to control. This is not something that, you know, I get into this ADHD. It's really funny because, you know, people will say I, my child has ADHD and I'm not going to debate that you, your child has ADHD or not. I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is it's really funny when most people, when most kids ha who have ADHD, you give them a iPad tablet and give them a game. They're in it for hours. That's really, right. really, really strong attention it's just oftentimes some of that adhd is i think misrepresented as uh selective attention and they don't want to pay attention to the other things they want to pay attention to what they want to because as soon as you know they go from the world of chaos to i got something you know i'm playing my game all of a sudden i'm zoned in and i'm not even thinking i'm just doing and Priorities. they don't, and they don't move for hours because it's what they really want to do ultimately correct so correct. yeah I want to, because I've got a thought, and you know how I work. Um, so as you were talking about that Starbucks cup, I thought, okay, how can I take this and package this up and give this to an athlete to help them with that focus, with that concentration, with that appreciation, right? And so as you were saying that, you know, how about this, Craig? I'm going to run this by you as a, a potential kind of off-the-cuff training tool. Um, what if an athlete just was not – let's just say I've got to swim today, Craig, and, and swimming is stupid. Let's, we agree on that, right? Yep. Okay. While swimming, uh, you have a boat? That, that's an enthusiastic yes, but you're going to learn how to swim better here in probably 18 <laughs> months or so. Anyhow, um, yeah, 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 so, yeah. so um, let's say I've got an athlete that you're just like, damn it, I do not want to get in that pool today. What if we put something – as a coach, whether a mental coach or endurance coach, we put something in place for that athlete to say – appreciate where you're at well how do you do that you just appreciated that cup of coffee more than you've probably ever appreciated in the past year right because you started identifying things and let's take this a step further let's think about relationships when we appreciate the the person we're in a relationship with we notice their eyes are prettier we notice their hair looks good we notice their pants look good we notice their smile is really pretty when we are not engaged in that moment we don't really notice that stuff yet it hasn't changed right so when you go to the pool and you stand there, take 30 seconds, take a minute, take however long, uh, you know, and set, set, set a standard on it. I want to take 30 seconds, and I want you just to look around. And I want you to look at the waters a light blue color. 
It looks to be something on the bottom of the pool there. Uh, looks like it might be a Band-Aid. The lane ropes are blue and white. The flags are this. The, that lady over there swimming this way. Right? Take it and, and involve yourself in that moment, just like you just did with that cup of Starbucks. Now, will that work or not? I don't know. It just came to me while, while mm-hmm. you were talking about that because I realized that I too, I too personally struggle with that type of stuff, appreciating where I'm at. I always want to be – not always. Oftentimes I want to be somewhere that I'm not currently. And so I leave those moments leaving a little bit out there that I could have helped with, that I could have provided more, that I could have been better at. And so <clears throat> maybe this is just for me, but find a way to engage with where you're at through the recognition that Craig just did with that Starbucks cup. Craig, what do you think about that from a, from a training and yeah. actual functional tool? Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's very valuable. Let me ask you this. If you, if you're really good at swimming, does it make a difference? If you know you're good at swimming, do you, do you have this problem when you enjoy something that you do? I'm going to say no, generally not. And then I go back and say, let me ask this question. Do you feel like you're not good at it? And what you find is many of those individuals who are, are hating getting in the pool is because they don't feel like they're very good at it. It's because they're judging themselves on what they don't have versus what they do have. And so, you know, for many of those individuals, maybe even the thought of go back to training peaks when they, when you hear that struggle is to have them go back to training peaks and look at their times and, and, and evaluate the improvements that they've made thus far and evaluate you know, where they started and where they are and go, hey, now with this negative mindset that you've got that you're hating this, I assure you, you're not going to do any better. Correct. But you went from here to here. Could you imagine if you did this and recognized and appreciated your achievements thus far in, in the swim or in the bike or whatever? You know, if I love to do leg presses, I have no problems going there and do leg presses. But if I suck at doing squats, I'm doing leg presses. Yeah, I, I don't, sure. I mean, oh, I got to do, uh, man, I, I got to do, I got to do squats today. But, well, um, but you know but, what I'm saying? Yeah. But Craig, the thing is, is all that's a lie because we know you don't do leg day. I so. don't do leg day. I don't do chest day. I don't do arm day. I don't do <laughs> any day. <laughs> Matter of fact, I just don't do days. I just don't do days. I just don't do them. Uh, um, so, you know, all joking aside though, you know, I, I think that, I think you're absolutely right. When we enjoy something, we have no problem being completely enveloped in whatever that is. And sometimes that's a prioritization issue. Sometimes it's a comfort issue. You know, as you were saying that, I think back. And, and so, for instance, I think back a couple episodes to when we had Michael Klusterman on. Uh, by the way, I met him this weekend. Love that dude. He's awesome. awesome. Dude. He's Got to awesome. actually him before the swim. Yeah, no, he's Super really awesome. Super cool guy. Um, and, and it's funny how you meet people through these processes in this, in this life, and you never really physically meet them. But when you do, it's just as awesome as you thought it would be, right? Right, right. Um, and so I thought about it and, and Craig, if I come to you as, as a client of yours, uh, with Craig Wheeler coaching and I say, Craig, I just, I don't feel good about myself. Okay. Well, what do you think about yourself? (laughs) Well, I'm fat. I don't like the way my eyes are shaped. I, I have this weird mole right here. I have this scar here. How would you walk me through that process of making me feel better or helping me to learn how to feel better about myself? Well, you, first thing you have to do is recognize that people, uh, when they have those beliefs, they're true. You know, and so who am I to come in and say, you're being stupid right now. You're an idiot. You know, 
Look at you. You know, and this happens a lot. You see some beautiful girl and she talks about how bad, how horrible she, she feels about herself. And you're like, what is your problem? You are dry. I mean, when you walk in the room, everybody stares at you. That's how gorgeous you are. It's not because you're ugly. It's because you're gorgeous. Um, and so, it's so A, it's recognizing that people's truths are their truths. And then B, it's understanding how they got there. And then, you know, maybe it's it's one of those things where so here's here's some statistics. And and many of this stuff I'll I'll talk about as with my upcoming book. But the statistic says that ninety five percent of our, our thoughts are repetitive. And eighty percent of our thoughts are negative. So if you want to talk about someone being an asshole, you just need to look yourself in the mirror. And right. and what I tell people is I say, Hey, if you talk to your friends and or your family the way you talk to yourself, you are the loneliest person on the planet because everyone hates you. And they punch you in the face. And they would punch you in the face, slit your tires, blow your house up. Well, whatever yes, else they well, easy 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 <laughs> <laughs> they probably just made um i'm sure security just so out. so but what you just said is exactly what i was thinking with endurance athletes um in particular because they love to point out how not good they are at something oh yeah and we're kind of we're kind of deviating from the engagement but i think it ties back in they love to point out how they're not good at something they don't appreciate where they're at well the problem is is i feel they don't engage with every opportunity they get to appreciate where they are. Right. So I think, you know, it started off as engagement on the, on the, on the race course and seeing people just not tuned in, if you will. Uh, it's like that, that FM station, you can't quite dial in when we were a kid. Yeah. Uh, mm. Some listeners may not know what that is, but you <laughs> actually okay. used to have to dial it in. Um, and then I think back in Craig's day, they had a, I think it's called an eight track maybe. Anyway, oh so, yeah. Um, That's so, funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's engaging with the, engage with the things that you like about yourself, right? If you like to swim, you're going to talk about being a good swimmer. You're going to talk about your swim sets. You're not going to talk about how shitty of a runner you are ever, right? Right. right? So, so you engage with that and you're okay with moving forward with that. Whereas the run, you're going to put it off. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to like yourself as a runner. You're not going to appreciate who you have become as a runner because you're not where you think you want to be right. as a runner. But here's the thing. So when you don't say, I am not a good runner because you don't want to make emphasis on that, it's too late because you've already thought about it. You've already assumed that. And so that's, that's your belief. So just yep. because you don't say it doesn't mean that it lacks value. To you, it lacks 100% value. And so I challenge people to say, you, you, I mean, you, and this is nerdy. You have to think about your thinking. And if you say in your head, that self-talk that says, I suck at swimming or I suck at riding a bike or I suck at running, that is your truth. That is your thought. And that is what's going to dictate whatever the hell is in front of you. And so instead of saying I'm a horrible runner, instead of saying I'm a horrible swimmer, it's say that I'm an improving swimmer. I'm an improving runner or I am, you know, I am better than I was last week. There's no doubt. Even if you put any level of fitness training into, into your run, you are better than you were last week. But it's the, the lack of emphasis on that in thinking overall, especially you know, if you if you look in the mirror every day at your body and you gained a half a pound every day, a year from today, you don't feel any different. You don't even look different. But over that year span, if you took a picture every day and you then you played it like a video, all of a sudden you see 
size growth. It's because we don't recognize the day-to-day growth and developments that we have, good or bad. And so, it, you know, literally that stuff starts with talking to yourself in an appropriate manner that gives you the opportunity to grow and develop in a positive perspective. Does that make sense? Correct. Correct. I mean, and, you know, as, as a parent, as you were talking about, kind of with, like to say the body image, um, as a parent, I try to catch myself. If I say anything bad about myself, I think to myself, if someone said what I just said to me, to my daughter or my son, yeah. what would I do to that person? Yeah. I can tell you what I would do. And yeah. I got a fairly decent idea of what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, um, uh, anyway, that's just some, some really, really good thoughts. Engaging so, in the moment requires your self-respect outside of Ooh. outside yes. of uh nutrition and i say nutrition because when when it's a nutrition issue it, it, you know the mind can't even do as it's it can't even work well it, it works it just doesn't work well so it's a to me being engaged is respecting where you are how you got there and that you're continuing to grow and from that you can enjoy the moment because you know, as as you say, Jeremy, this is the journey. You know, I'm sorry, this is your victory lap. Yeah. So when sure. you're racing, this is your victory lap. This this should be the time of automation. But if you constantly debate yourself, you're not giving yourself respect. And the, the the real world says the world will not give you any more respect than you give yourself. Oh, so true. Period. So, so true. You build the bar, so you better set it high for yourself. Thus, right. everyone else will achieve it. But if you set it on the ground, everybody will walks over and does nothing for it. True story. So final thoughts on engagement. Be engaged. Be nice to yourself. And a lot of this stuff, I promise you, you know, this is uh, for, for many of you that don't know, uh, I'm working on my first book, The High Performance Mindset. And it is literally all about how we think and if you're nice to yourself, I promise you better things come. I, I, I just I assure you it's crazy um, how much I, I've uh, from even from coaching and from, from education, uh, how much we destroy our own opportunities because of the lack of self-care. So, Craig, when's that when's that book uh, potentially coming out and when, when pre-order is available? We're debating. We're talking about pre-orders at, uh, actually at this moment. Uh, we I don't really know the answer to that. So my publisher is making all of those those important decisions for me. No, this this moment you're engaged with me. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure, but the intention is for the book to be published in June. It might slide. It just depends on some uh, proofreading f- uh, exercises and whatnot. But uh, the book cover is done. The content is pretty close to being done. June, if it has to slide much, I assume it'll slide to probably the first week of July. And and for uh, for those that are curious, uh, is it still four simple installments of forty nine ninety five plus shipping and handling? Yes, that is okay. correct. Okay. It's a twenty nine dollar shipping and handling charge, but I promise you, it's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is nine pages. <laughs> yeah, it's nine pages. In fact, it's an ebook, but there's a shipping and handling charge. Sorry. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, but you know, literally, you know, engaging in the moment is is uh, outside of nutrition is just ensuring that you know all the hay is in the barn, as Jeremy says. The hay's in the barn; it's ready to go. You've done all that you can do this far. There's no no there's no point in debating yourself. 
but it's enjoying that moment. And what I tell most, uh, most of my athletes, especially those that struggle, um, is make sure that you don't pass a camera that you don't smile at. So true. Don't let me go back and look at those race photos. Uh, I don't want to see misery. I mean, cause I'm going to go back and then I'm going to hound you and ask you why you're even doing this. Right? If you don't enjoy this, what, what are you doing to yourself? The, the percentage of people that do this is less than 1%. So you're, right. you're already on a totally different level. And here you are a totally different level and you're hating what you do, but yet you accomplished it. Could you imagine if you loved what you did? Right. I mean, just the shift of loving what you do will increase your performance tenfold. Done. Dude, final statement of the day right there. That's solid. All right. Good stuff, dude. I think it's a good chat on engagement, and it's something that uh, I think, whether you're an endurance athlete or not, I think it's something that we all can continue to grow and work Mm -hmm. on for sure. Definitely a really interesting question. Um, I hadn't really thought about it in that that perspective. But uh, get a hold of us. Performance on Demand podcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, reach Jeremy over there at mindrightendurance.com. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and you know, only G's have Gmail, so I've been told. <laughs> so I think it was Snoop Dogg that might have said that in a song. <laughs> That's right. Or Nelly or That's right. somebody. That's why our businesses don't have Gmails, but our G podcast does. Performance on Demand podcast, gmail.com. You think that was an accident? I uh, know, right? That was planned. And you can get you can uh, connect with me over at craigwiller.com, craigwiller.com, and Craig uh, at I can help you with all your mental uh, mental performance needs. Otherwise, until next time, Jeremy, deuces, deuces. See ya.